Does your son or daughter need sports conditioning or sports specific conditioning? And if so, what do they need? All of this and much more on Inside Bergen County's Athlete Podcast. This is episode number three. Before we get rocking here, this show is sponsored by JNA Fitness, uh, Bergen County's best 45 minute workout. Come in, lose fat, lose weight, get in the best shape of your life in under 45 minutes, just a couple days a week. Alex, what's up? What's going on? How are we doing? I'm, I'm your host, Joseph Brando, along with Alex Kim, head trainer here for JNA Fitness Athletes and, and adults and everything over here. And uh, today we're talking about sports conditioning for your son or daughter. More, more specific, what we call sports-specific conditioning. And so when we talk about this, Alex, first of all, let's clarify exactly what we're talking about. Give me an example of a sports-specific conditioning either exercise or protocol or All right. method? Uh, for like sports specific conditioning, a, a super common one is like, all right, a football lineman, all right, offensive, defensive lineman, doesn't matter. A play lasts anywhere from five to seven seconds on average. And it's quick, it's fast, it's explosive. So something like a tire chest pass back and forth for five to 10 seconds, boom. It's quick, great, you have to be fast. Great conditioning exercise. Yeah, exactly. Versus what would not be a good conditioning exercise. For a kid like that, running five miles. <laughs> so, I, I mean, we're, we're going to get into like a lot of, I feel like this is going to get into a lot of sarcasm and a lot of possibly roasting of high school coaches and their conditioning methods. So before we go into just the roasting part of it, Let's just actually, let's get right, right into the roasting part of it. What, what do you see what's wrong with conditioning? What's, what are kids doing now that's probably not the right thing to be doing? You know, what, do you, what, are you, what are you seeing in the field? It's, it's kind of like we said in the last podcast, it's, it's too much. Right. Like, if you're, you know, why do these, the NFL is a perfect example. I, I believe, I think it's NFL and, or I think high school and college make the kids do it too. So I believe you have to run 100, me- 100 yards within 16 seconds. You have to do that 16 times. Right. Now, when in a game do they run that much at one go? Right. In football, you have to be quick, fast, explosive, okay. to the point. Okay, so let's – soccer is probably one that a lot of people can relate to. Soccer, they do like – you have to run two miles in like 12 minutes, testing and stuff like that. Or they make the kids run like long distance running. What's wrong with that? Doesn't that build your? Doesn't that build up your endurance? Or wouldn't someone say that builds up your endurance? To certain, yeah, to a certain extent, yeah. But soccer, it's a stop and go sport. Right. You're sprinting, then you go. Yeah, then you slow down. You might walk and then sprint again. Sprint, walk, sprint, walk. So you would never take your soccer athlete and run them long distance. If they had a test, if they had a test, no test. Let's just say for conditioning. No test. I pr- uh, nothing more than a mile and a half yeah. tops, yeah. tops. Because I think it's just over. I, so why are coaches doing it? They just don't know. Well, because in the sport, the sport itself. If you if I put a GPS on a kid, see how many, some, see how much he ran, right. move the whole time. Then yeah, I'm sure to equate come out to like two miles, maybe even more. Who it's knows? Ten miles, fifteen yeah. miles but, in a game. Yeah. Exactly, but you have to account for how many of those. Miles were walking. I wonder how many miles. I, I would love to look that up. How many miles in a typical soccer game? Well, yeah, and then if you want to get more specific, it depends on your position. Right, right, right. If you're yeah. a goalie. Like goalies, then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I wonder how much. Yeah, so 
because I, I see a lot of that too. I think that um, a lot of the condi- like getting kids in shape, I think is a lot more like, all right, let's go and run. You have to go run five miles. And it's like more of like a, there's no reason behind doing these conditioning protocols or things because we can do things that will be less impactful on their joints, I feel like, or shorter durations and help train them for their sport. Right. So, um, all right, so what, what, what are we doing to combat that? Or what are you doing to combat that? What, what, what's some new protocols that you're using or what? Um, something that everyone can do. So for like lacrosse, soccer, you could have them run for 20 seconds, sprint for 10, run for 20, repeat that cycle. That's a super simple one. How many times did you repeat it? Anywhere from, depending on the kid and their level, anywhere from at least five, upwards of 12. Okay, so let's say that took, how long would you think that took? 20 minutes or 30 minutes to do? The whole thing? Let me think, let's see. Four or five minutes. So if it was 10 minutes, let's just say, for argument's sake. So let's say we were doing conditioning exercise or, you know, the JNA method, conditioning for, for athletes for 10 minutes, I think that a lot of people are like, it's only 10 minutes. So you're saying you can get an effective workout in only 10 minutes? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Now, the argument Do is coaches always, know that? No. No. And right. they would look at it and go like, no. That was not They'd nothing. be like, that's, that's not enough. They're not going to be ready. They're not right. going to be ready. Now, I'm not saying long-distance stuff is useless. Building that, I think, base gives right. you a stronger base overall. Right. You know, it allows you to do more things. Right. It can help you recover better and all that stuff. So if you had to give one piece of advice then to a, to a, I don't know, soccer coach or football coach or if you're like, let me give you one piece of advice for sports conditioning of your athletes, what do you think that would be? Stop running them to the ground. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I really want to say. Stop making them run 10, 15 miles. Why do they need to do that, you know? Right, right. I, I mean, I understand during yeah. the warm-up, the stuff, yeah, you get, get them moving. That I do get. But if you run, so there's one college kid who we just trained this summer. He said, hey, I have to run a mile in five, under five, five minutes or under. Right. And I don't know how true that is, but it, even if you run a mile at six, seven minutes, whatever the requirement is, if you run at that pace the whole time, in a soccer game, that's not fast. That's right. not like an effective pace right, to right. beat anyone out. Right. You know, some, some coaches will say, I don't want you, um, stra- like more sports-specific coaches, trainers will be like, hey, uh, we don't jog. You either sprint or you're walking. That's, right. a, that's one big one. Right. There's a big guy in Massachusetts, and uh, I believe in Boston. He's really big on that. Right. He's like, I don't have my guys jog. We sprint, and then we walk back. We pace back, and then sprint. Walk. One in a game, are you, one in a game, are you just jogging? Right, like or should be just jogging. Right? Exactly. That's a good. That's a great point. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I, I think it comes down to like not having enough knowledge about how to develop conditioning, and then forcing kids to just do repetition after repetition at either one, one, because you think that they're they're going to be more conditioned. Obviously, number two, maybe to build some mental toughness there. Right, that, that is the one big thing that no matter what the science says that coaches can always say. At the end of the day, a lot of these kids are not touted for the leagues, whatever. They're not going to play in college. 
after high school they're done right and if they are mentally tougher that kind of stuff translates to real life work ethic all that stuff right now, if you're not going to the pros it doesn't matter it's what did you get out of it mental toughness teamwork now i know now i have a better idea of what hard work is really like right, that right, translates right. to translates to your studies working towards anything then that's a win that's a win in itself so yeah you can kind of fall back on saying that at least at the end of the day by making them do one mile in two minutes yeah. <laughs> you've at least bit, built, built some mental toughness i mean i guess if your team's winning you got to be doing something right right the only the, the thing yeah, once again, what, that overuse thing always kind of keeps popping up because it's so much volume. And I feel like with the that much volume, you're not gaining any more strength or conditioning or endurance. You're, like you could have done half that amount of work and got the same result. Right, right. So the extra double, is it hurting the athlete, you think? Or, or, the, or the, even the 90% more that they're doing? They only had to do 10% of what they did. Uh, to get in where they are now, they just did 90, 90% of blah, 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 silly drills. Do you think that's going to hurt them in the end? or The higher the level of the athlete, the more it will hurt them. So if you're D2, D, and you play in college, yeah, that will set you back even more. Now, this stuff where they run people into the ground, from what I know, it seems to be happening at all levels. Right, right. Middle school, I mean, all youth, high school, college, right, and just the pros. Work harder, work harder, yeah, work, work harder. harder. They'll hear hear the puke buckets. Right, this right, is what we're right, gonna right, do. Yeah. And that, hey, it's a it's a thing in college, in college sports, D one Division one programs, the highest levels too. Right, right. So when you see that, it's I mean, and I think the science is all right there. Of in this time frame, this is what you do. In this f- ten to twenty seconds, it's this. Up to sixty seconds, it's that. Right, After right. that, it's this. Yeah. So it's all right out there. Yeah, yeah. It's no secret. Right, but so, yeah, but we're not doing it, I guess. Yeah, or not as much. Nope. Yeah, it's tough because if a kid is overdoing it, they could, they're going to be burnt out in the weight room a little bit more, and that's what we're concerned about is having them. Right, and not right. Well, that goes back to the high level thing. Right. It's, all right, and what in any high level athletes? What don't they have? Time. It's back-to-back. Back. It's, all right, you're in season, you're a football player, you play every Sunday, and you're going all out. Right. And then during the week, if you set them back anymore, they're not going to recover as well. They're not going to be as primed as they could have been. Right, and right. that same thing for high school football players or right. high school soccer players. Soccer players have, what, up to two, three games a week even? Right. Those guys play a lot more. Football players might – they know that one day, maybe – I don't, I don't think they do too, but right, right. soccer players play multiple times a week. Right. I, yeah. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. When you think about it, and you're trying to go all out all the time. That's a lot. I didn't even really think about that. It's like maxing out. It's like, it's like maxing out on bench On press. a bench every yeah, time. Every time. That's, that's what, what it's they like. Do. That's a every, so, every so football player, pros, let's, NFL player, whatever. Every Sunday, that's their max effort workout meaning they are going as heavy and hard as possible 110 percent they're giving everything they have and then a couple days later expecting them to do something similar to that is setting them back even more more yeah 
and they, those guys get banged up, joints, this, that, you know, it happens. Yeah. I mean, we need to get out there and start fixing this, dude. I feel like, I, I do think to some extent, though, it's come more to surface. I feel yeah. like more people do express, they word it a little differently about how they feel about it, but I think a lot more coaches, people are saying now, it's like, wait, why are you making these kids do this? Or why are you making these, these guys make, these guys, they're, at a high level, this is their job. Right, right. Like pros, this is their job, and right. you're making them do this? What? Right. I mean, because if you burn a kid out, maybe they don't study as well. Or they, don't maybe they, don't. they don't study as well, and then in return, they don't even sleep as well. well and right. then it just kind of builds up. Builds up, builds Next up. Day, or they can thing. get hurt. They can yeah. just, you see, we see a lot of injuries now, younger and younger. A lot of injuries, younger and younger. Yeah, and you, you know, another thing is, too, I think, for, in terms of injuries, it's, so I think there are a lot of, like, I don't want kind of non-contact injuries, I guess you could say. We're playing basketball. Boom, my knee's banging into you early on in the season. It's like, why is that happening? It's like, because, yeah, you played basketball, whatever it was in the offseason, but it's always a different pace when you're going at it close. So that's why I think that goes back to what we were talking about a while ago. Do different things. Play different sports. Yeah. Just have fun with it. Yeah. Whatever it is. I was watching something, and uh, it was um, from it. Stan F an old bodybuilder uh, world's strongest bodybuilder and world's definitely yep. world's strongest bodybuilder but yeah and he was just saying like if you go all like if you want to hit two body parts a week if you want to hit your like let's say you want to hit your chest twice a week right if you go all out and and then do everything you possibly can for chest in the first workout you're never going to recover for the second workout so his point was like you don't have to go like all out in every workout because you won't be recovered enough to then perform in the next one. Like, why would you do that to yourself? And like, I think you can get into that rut of like going all out, all out, all out, and then not being able to perform, you know, in the next workout or sport or, or, or you know, event or whatever. Um, Cause if I had an athlete right now, I'm thinking about it right now, what I would do now. I, I have to admit probably 10 years ago, I would have completely probably done like a 30 suicide mission um, uh, workout. But now, I, if I'm thinking about like what would be the new protocols that I would use, it would probably be like, what, what do we do? We do like 20 sets of sprints. We could, we could call it a day after that. Yeah, exactly. You, I would do like, if I had to get a kid faster right now, I'm thinking about... I mean, what we, I mean, Alex primarily works with our athletes, so that's why I'm kind of, I'm always asking him the questions, but like, once, I'm going to get a hold of an athlete and try to just see, uh, we'll, we'll time them out and see how much faster we can get with just strength protocols and then just a little bit of conditioning on top of that. If you want to get most kids uh, from, if you want to like get a super basic uh, standpoint, I was actually listening to someone talk about this today. He says, what he, he, where he used to work, they would do only speed drills. And in the end, they would retest, and they're like, some of these kids got slower. Some of these kids made no difference. There were always, obviously, of course, a couple did get faster, a little, yeah. yeah, a couple got a little faster, but majority of them didn't change at all. And they're just doing speed drills. That's right. all they were doing. This is all known for this place is known for speed stuff. Now, this guy, all he, he when he was working there, what he did, he's like, oh, all I did was, in my what I thought majority kids needed were strength. That was number one. Two is just flexibility, meaning little things like loosening up your hips. Right. And then, yeah, you're going to do some running drills, but that's on the, almost on the back end right. for what these, some of these kids need. Yeah, yeah. Now, another thing is if you run, 
the same idea depends on the sport. If you're working on just, let's say, sprints, 20-yard sprints, you have to take a bigger break. Right. Especially the stronger you are, the bigger you are, you're going to have to take a bigger break. Bigger break, right. Even if you're not gassed out. Right, right. Right? You're going to need a couple minutes. Right. It's not always just about how you feel. There's yeah. a lot more to that. Yeah. Yeah, that's another big thing, too, is I, I don't think that it's a hard for a coach to gauge, like, what's all out. for Like, if you line up 20 kids, two or three of the kids could be going all out and would need more recovery time versus the two or three slackers who could just be a little faster and just not be going 100%. Or just weak kids. Or just strong. weak. Yeah, or weak, weak kids, really right. strong. Kids, right. Strong kids, their rest right. periods are different. Right, right, right. Not saying that that's easy solution to solve, but, you know, that's just another thing I don't think that people realize that some, you know, when, I, it's right, the higher level athlete you have, the more recovery time they're going to need, the more, because they, they are strong, they are fast. And so, um, yeah. I guess those kids get looped in with the other kids, though. Right. <laughs> because there's only one or two high performers. Um, you know, let's face it, right? Right. On, a- on average, yeah. One or two. And like, for high school, yeah. yeah. On average, yeah. yeah. Obviously, once you're at a higher level college, they, they actually monitor, they monitor that stuff very yeah, yeah. closely. All that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Any uh, final thoughts on the um, – anything else you want to add? <sighs> the best – all right, there's one thing I would – one advice I would – give to coaches is look up something called energy system training for whatever your sport is no seriously right that's a big there's if you train your football guys like their soccer players they're not going to perform to the best of their ability correct even even if they do well they could have in theory done better correct all right so energy system training for whatever their sport is yes then read up on that boom 100 percent. that'll save you a lot of time <laughs> that would yeah. save you a lot of time and a lot of injuries yeah. um for all the coaches parents out there uh inquires about training your team or training your son or daughter to get faster to get stronger that is exactly what we do here at jna athlete and uh, we would love to help them so um you can hit us up on any one of the links below and uh, we will give you a free eval so we can uh, take a look at, at your son or daughter or your team for that matter and see how we can better help them with their sport. Once again, I'm Joe Branda, Alex Kim, Inside Bergen County Athlete Podcast, and we'll check you out next time.